I'm Ashley. And I'm Alicia. And we are Murd Nerds. Hey, Murd Nerds. Welcome back to another week of weird, unsolved, unknown, but most importantly, Indiana-based cases. Mm -hmm. If you are new here, where the fuck have you been? (laughs) You have got some catching up to do. I'm Ashley, and that's Alicia. Hey. And we cover odd and unsolved crimes in our home state of Indiana. We are joined, as always, by Jeremy, our producer, editor, and friend. (laughs) I I jumped that early. You're fine. (laughs) So, it has been kind of a crazy few weeks for me. I don't know about you guys. It's always crazy. Yeah, yeah. You live in a zoo. A literal zoo. A literal zoo. There are multiple animals there. But I'm ready to cruise through June with zero cares. My grandpa was in town for a week in May, and now I definitely miss him a lot. But you know what? Life is pretty fucking good right now. Yeah. I feel good. It's summertime. Yeah. Can't sing. Got my hat on backwards, and I'm ready to fucking party. She's not wearing it. It's a vine. All right. All right. All right. (laughs) Um, So I guess you guys have anything you want to say? Oh, thank you for being patient about the weeks that we took off. We kind of just needed a little break. And with Jess and Skylar's wedding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which was also a holiday. Yeah, it was a holiday weekend. So we just took a little bit of a break. And I appreciate your guys' patience. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Jeremy and... Ash does. I'm sure Jeremy does. He didn't have to yes. add a bunch of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I took the weekend off myself. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, wait, no. I didn't take the weekend off because I was busy all weekend marrying people. Yep. And DJing. <laughs> and DJing. And babysitting. <laughs> Are you babysitting? Did you babysit? I will. Yes. Yes. I babysitted the night before. So uh-huh. I had both the grandbabies. Babysitted. Baby sadded. Sadded? You sat on them. Oh, no. I wonder where they've been. My God, your face. Sometimes you got to sit on Aspen just to hold him down. (laughs) My little buddy. I love him. Okay. My case this week has been developing a lot over the past couple of years. Um, I think it's really one of those cases where it's like 50-50 with like evidence and public opinion. So it's a classic he said, she said. It's really hard to know what's true and what's not and, like, what's kind of true and what's kind of not. Mm -hmm. Um, It's really wacky and it's – surprisingly, there's no murder involved. (gasps) Yes. This is murder nerds, though. Yes. But there's no (laughs) murder. Murder nerds with no murder? It's just nerds now. It's (laughs) just nerds. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> you know how many times I call you guys the nerds? <laughs> Recording the nerds tonight. I like it. So, there's just the apparent threat of murder from an eight-year-old. What? Or was she in her 20s? This week, we're talking about the mysterious case of Natalie Barnett. <gasps> <gasps> Do you know who that is? I do. Oh, okay. I thought you were just faking. Case. No, I'm not faking. Yeah. So, yeah, this is crazy. Do you know? No, I'm faking. <laughs> Good job. You did great. You did great. Okay. My sources this week, um, 
were there were some clips on Dr. Phil's YouTube channel, um, the Purdue Exponent, some articles in BBC News, Journal and Courier, 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 Courier. AllThingsInteresting.com, The Daily Mail, and um, a YouTube channel called Inform Overload. So, which they were kind of cool. They had a bunch of little tidbit clips, like, throughout. It was kind of nice. A lot of information overload. Yeah, inform overload. Natalie Barnett was a young Ukrainian orphan. She has scoliosis alongside with a rare form of severely crippling dwarfism. I'm going to try to say this. Okay. Are we ready? I'm ready. Diastrophic dysplasia. That Sounded so great. Bad. Yeah, that wasn't so bad. I put it in all I caps. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this disease causes a drastic stunt in growth and um, some hearing issues, vision issues. You know, there's a whole laundry list of issues it can cause. Um, so this uh, makes aging Natalia quite difficult. You would think in today's age of science that we could run a few tests and get a definitive age of any human on the planet. But Natalia's case is quite unique in more ways than one. So why are we questioning this now woman's age? So let's start at the... I'm ready to question. Right, when the uh, Barnetts actually adopted her. So Michael and Christine Barnett already had three children... All sons, including a son um, with autism. I believe uh, the one with autism was their eldest son. Okay. But Christine always wanted a really large family, so she was dead set on adopting another child. It seemed like Michael was on board and backed her 100% with the adoption plans. And then when they caught wind in 2010 that there was a child in Florida who needed a home immediately, they zipped right down um, from Indiana, like, ASAP. Young Natalia had a Ukrainian birth certificate reading September 4th, 2003. And it actually read four, sorry, it actually read 9-4-3. Kind of weird. Yeah. Um, the previous parents, Vincent and Nicole DePaul, who both also had um, a form of dwarfism, did not disclose at the time why they needed, I shouldn't say did not disclose. Natalia didn't really know. And I didn't really find anything saying why they were giving her up and it was immediate, like so urgent. Uh I shouldn't say they didn't disclose. I'm sure they told somebody. So Christine, she didn't want to ask like what the issue was. They both had dwarfism. So did Natalia. She just wasn't sure what the connection was there and why they wouldn't want to keep her. Mm -hmm. It seemed like a perfect fit. Um, but even after meeting Natalia and finding out about her special needs, Christine was happy to bring her into the family. Although none of this information was in the paperwork either, like uh, um, about her dwarfism and all of her issues. So um, Christine had a background in child care and had been working with her special needs son as well. So she was ready to help Natalia and take her in like she was down. Mm-hmm. They brought Natalia home and began to try and give her as normal of a childhood as they could, considering her odd circumstances. They even took her to Disney World so she could get bonded with the family. Um, And they said up until this point, they were under the impression that Natalia could not walk at all. So when they were on the beach and she had asked them to take her down to the water, they had asked her, you know, can you wait a few minutes? Like they were tired. They've been there in Florida. It's hot. Um... 
And at that, she got up and ran down to the ocean. <laughs> so at first they were like, that's kind of weird. But they brushed it off initially. Like, that's a good thing. Yeah. You know? So, however, the more time... <laughs> Jeremy's face right now. It's like, what? So the way... They, they, you said they went to Disneyland? Yeah. That, that day that they did no, that? No, not or... that. Oh, I mean, they were at the beach in Florida. I'm saying they took her... a. To Disneyland because they picked her up in Florida. Oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, they walked her around and pushed her around all day long. Yeah. And then, oh, hey, by the way, I'm going to run to the beach. Yeah. Well, but she's like, you'll it's understand. <laughs> yeah. It's, her age is so. I'm just, I'm just being nitpicky. Sorry. No, but you're right. It, it's, it's confusing. However, the more time went on, the more Michael and Christine began to see some mature and odd developments in Natalia. They found it odd that Natalia did not have a Ukrainian accent, but she had been in the U.S. for about two years before they adopted her at the apparent age of, we'll say, eight. I think she was like seven, about to be eight. So, like, that's young. Yeah. You know? You could lose your accent easily. Mm -hmm. They also said she had a very advanced vocabulary for her age, speaking of young kids as nuisances and annoyances and wanting to play with or hang out with the older kids rather than playing with dolls or toys with and like the kids that were, quote, her age. Mm -hmm. The Barnett's claim that Natalia had pubic hair and adult teeth at the age of seven. And Christine claims that she found bloody clothes hidden in the closet and the trash on multiple occasions pointing to maybe Natalia already having her period as well. Yeah. These physical things could kind of be explained away. She was from a totally different culture, you know, different diet, different upbringing, everything, and had a rare disease. So surely at least her dwarfism can explain some of these developmental things. But the oddities did not stop there, and the troubling behavior from Natalia could not be ignored. The Barnett's state that she began to do things such as placing tacks up on end on the stairs for them to step on. They also claim that she would stand at the foot of their bed at night and watch them sleep, sometimes with knives in her hand. She soon began, yes, she soon began to verbally threaten them with knives, and the Barnetts say that they had to hide all of the sharp objects in the home because they felt unsafe. Naturally. Yeah. According to the Barnetts, Natalia then began to hear voices, and they say that they caught her on the baby monitor attacking their baby. <gasps> or attacking... A baby. Maybe they're babysitting. I don't think they had a son. Eh, no, it might have been their baby. Um, <laughs> I'm unsure. I didn't see the video footage either. Natalia also began smearing her, quote, bodily fluids on the walls. Christine claims that Natalia even once tried to poison her with cleaning chemicals by pouring or spraying them into her coffee. Good gravy. Yes. She also allegedly, Natalia also allegedly pushed Christine, trying to get her to fall into an eclectic, I wrote eclectic, electric fence. Christine was quoted in an article for the Daily Mail saying she would make statements and draw pictures saying she wanted to kill family members, roll them up in a blanket, and put them in the backyard. Good God. Yeah, like that's a lot of shit. It's a lot of happenings. Yes. Yucky. So. Yeah. So at this point, they were like, okay, like we need to get her some help. 
So they began taking her to a psychiatrist. She was she ended up being sent to a long long term facility because according to the family, she posed an immediate threat and they were in like danger. Oh, for sure. Um, a psychologist said in 2012 that Natalia told her that she was 18. Um, a hospital in Indy claims that she told them she tried to kill her family and showed no remorse. And a family physician wrote a document stating that her birth certificate was inaccurate. Wild. Yeah. So there was like tests and all kinds of stuff. So in 2011, the Barnetts claimed to have had a bone density test done showing Natalia's age to be around 14. So this is also 2011. So that would have been a year after they adopted her in 2010. So she still wasn't the correct age. Yes. It's there's so many ages I'm going to throw out here. And this is also around the same time she was diagnosed with sociopathic personality disorder, um, which generally doesn't come to light until age of the age of 16. So the, you know, prediction of the age 14 made a little more sense than eight. Yeah. With all of this evidence, the Barnetts turned to the courts to change her birth certificate. And with all the documents from doctors, psychiatrists and everything, a judge approved this change, which is super rare. You can't just change your age. Yeah. That's, like, not a thing. Wait. I do it all the time. Okay. <laughs> How old are you, Jeremy? 25. I didn't think you were a day older. I knew it. See? <laughs> yeah, you had to change to that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. So this effectively made Natalia the legal adult age of 22 being born in 1989 on her birth certificate. This is at a time where she claims to be, and her birth certificate shows her to be the age of eight. So that's a big jump. Yeah. 22 to eight. So in 2013, Michael and Christine's son was considered a child prodigy with an IQ higher than that of Einstein. I think it was like 170 or something crazy. Um, He was set to attend the Perimeter Institute for Theoretical Physics in Canada. And with the new ruling that Natalia was an adult, the Barnett set out to find her a place to live. She, um, Christine found an apartment for Natalia and got her set up with food stamps, social security, even paying a year's rent for her. It's a pretty decent deal for a 22-year-old. Mm-hmm. Pretty shit deal for an 8-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> I think. <laughs> so, I mean, even if she was 22, let's, let's just, let's throw that out there. If she was 22 at the time. She had limitations. She needed daily help for minimal tasks. She could, I mean, she had issues walking. She needed a walker. Um, But anyway, they left her there and they went to Canada to nurse their son's academic future. And uh, soon after, Michael did move back as uh, they were getting a divorce. Okay. Trouble on the home front there. Um, I read that Natalia lived a full year in that first apartment. And so when her lease ended, Christine got her a second apartment in Lafayette, claiming to have yet again paid another year in advance. And so this is where there's this substantial time gap where Natalia had no contact with the Barnetts. She was allegedly taking adult night classes to get her GED and seemingly living like a young adult's life. So in 2016, she kind of just, like, stopped going to her classes, and, like, her teachers, she just kind of disappeared. Everyone mm-hmm. was like, we don't really know. She just kind of stopped coming. And to them, she's an adult. She can do, you know, she just gave up or whatever. 
So I guess sometime before this, she wandered around and ended up talking with her neighbor. She was just like – one of the guys, the news report said she was wandering around trying to get out of the sun. I can't. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like she had an apartment. She wasn't like trying to get out of the sun. I don't know. <laughs> so I was unsure how to just – she went over to her neighbor's house Um and I don't know if she, like, shared her story with them or they just kind of were chatting it up. But the neighbor ended up contacting Antoine and Cynthia Manns. So this family is um, her current – is Natalia's current and seemingly permanent family, like, to date. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this was before or after and, like, they, like, helped her. But sometime around when they – when. Natalia met Antoine and Cynthia in 2014. She had con- Natalia had contacted the police and told them that she had been abandoned by her adoptive family. So basically, I'm going to explain this a little bit. So I know I said 2016 she stopped going to classes. So the thing that's weird is she met Antoine and Cynthia in 2014. So I'm wondering if they were helping her with those classes. They were, like, getting her there and making sure she was attending. And I'm not exactly sure why she just stopped in 2016. I mean, she may have graduated, but they didn't make it sound like that. They made it sound like she kind of just, like, disappeared. Okay. So being with the man's family, like, they were her, like, forever home. But they did not get to legally adopt Natalia. So they had applied to adopt her, which would require her birth certificate because they believe they were like on board. They're like, this is messed up. Those people abandoned you like you're 11 or whatever. Yeah. So um, it would require her birth certificate to be changed back to 2003. Well, Michael Barnett showed up at a hearing and fought. And he showed up with doctors, documents showing her legal age and fought them so they couldn't change that. And so the man's family got rejected as the courts still considered Natalia an adult. So they took her in and they began to care for her, believing her story, considering her a child. And they are or were fighting, you know, to get her birth certificate changed back, basically. Mm -hmm. With all of this madness with the man's and Natalia and everything, there were charges being brought about by the county that legally changed the birth certificate for the Barnetts. So it was kind of a weird paradox. They were saying, okay, you're getting charged with neglect of a minor to this person that we allowed you to legally not consider a minor anymore, basically. Yeah. So it was like this strange paradox. So no one really knew how to handle it, the the charges. Okay. So um, there were they're working these things out in the courts. So there were some issues with the Barnetts, like talking to the press because the prosecutor ended up uh, requesting a gag order on them. They created kind of this one-sided narrative on this issue that like they kind of controlled completely. So, so far in the public's eye, Natalia has not said a word to anybody. It's been radio silenced. So she was just demonized and this was bound to create a big bias against her. Biased. A big bias against her. So she didn't even get to tell her, like, her side of the story, basically. So she finally spoke out in November of 2020. Her past silence was explained as to not interfere with the case proceedings. 
Simple enough. Makes sense. Which, this was a far stretch from the tons and tons of high-profile interviews that the Barnetts have been doing for quite some time now. I mean, they were on Dr. Phil, Good Morning America, 60 Minutes, I mean, you name it. They were everywhere. Yes. And they were spreading their narrative around and everything that they were saying, which is everything that was being reported. Mm -hmm. Just what they were saying. So, and I'm sure they were making bank, too, on all those interviews. Probably, yeah. So, um, the shows I mentioned might not be the shows they were on. Let's just put that out there. I was just naming big interview shows, too. (laughs) I don't know if they were actually on all those shows. Um, So, Natalia decided to go on the Dr. Phil show and uh, plead her case. So, we soon find out that she went through more than 30 homes after she came to the U.S., Dr. Phil explains that you can have, which I know we can all dispute Dr. Phil's credentials and whatever, but yeah. he's he does a lot for the children, like as far as the foundations and you know stuff like that. So anyway, his opinion means something to somebody. Obviously, he's had a show for how freaking long? Forever. Yeah. So he explains that you can have a stint for just a few days in a home when you're a foster child. So Natalia and the man's family deny her ever having signs of a... So basically, Dr. Phil was, like, saying all the shit that the Barnetts were saying and letting Natalia say her side. Yeah. So they denied her ever having signs of a menstrual cycle, even, like, as of the day of the recording. So even if her birth certificate was correct, she would have been, I think, 16? Yeah, 16, the day of that recording, and she still hadn't had her period. They're really? saying. They're saying. So she um, addressed many of the Barnett's claim. Barnett's claims, saying that she had the pledge. Okay, so the whole pledge situation. She had the pledge on the table, and I guess she like missed a spot. So she scooted Christine's coffee cup over, and then Christine walked in and was like, "What are you doing?" And like said that. Christine said that Natalia said, I'm trying to poison you. I want you dead. Natalia's like, that's not what happened. She said that um, Christine, like, made her show her, like, made her do the physical act of spraying the pledge in the coffee and took a video of her, like, doing it. What? Yeah, like, made her reenact it, basically. That's weird. Yeah. It's weird. And it's also just, you know, one side, other side. Yeah. Yeah. One says this thing, one says the other thing. Um, let's see. And, okay, so the electric fence incident. From Natalia's side, they were all on a farm, and Natalia sat down because her legs were hurting her. She has trouble walking. So as she tried to get up, she fell into Christine and presumably knocked her over. And it all happened near an electric fence. So that's Natalia's side of that story. She also states in the interview that... She believed that the DePauls, the DePauls, which was the family before the Barnetts, gave her up due to financial issues, which she also mentions that her memory of the past is hazy because she was so young. In the end, Dr. Phil notes that she comes off way older than 16 in the interview, but that she had to grow up early due to her crazy childhood. And he closes saying, like, she thinks that she's, he thinks that she's very impressive. And I don't know. I have to say, like, the photos compared from when the Barnetts adopted her to, like, her being on the Dr. Phil show. Yeah. She looks like 
a, she has a child's face. And then in the Dr. Phil show, she has like a young adult's face. Really? Yeah. And we'll post pictures and all that. Um, so after her Dr. Phil appearance, there was a gag order put on both parties. So Natalia, that's all she got. She got that one thing. At least she got to get her word out and say her side, you know? Yeah. So Dr. Phil went on Good Morning America to say that he, the way he looks at this is that Natalia really doesn't know how old she is. So he doesn't believe that she's in her 30s, that's for sure. Because if 1989 is correct, she would be turning like 33 this year. Yeah. In September. So that's not correct. But he can't say that she's a child either. And he basically says in any case, like, she was a dependent, and due to her disability, she was abandoned, and he didn't say this, this is me saying this. He said it shouldn't have mattered her age. If they loved her, they loved her. Yeah, and knowing that she does have a disability, you're basically still neglecting her. Exactly. And that, yeah, that's where I came in, and they said, you know, she was a dependent, and due to her disability, she was abandoned and neglected by the Barnetts. Either way. Yeah. I mean, she needed them. She needed someone. Mm Mm-hmm. So the man's family believes that Christine is still hiding something, and they also believe that when they realize the abilities of their son, the Barnetts could no longer care for Natalia the way that they should have. That Because um, Natalia needed regular surgeries and stability, and they wanted to uproot and just move to Canada. So getting when basically they think that when getting her declared insane didn't work, they changed her age to loophole out of the adoption, which makes sense considering the neglect of the surgeries Natalia clearly needed and wasn't given, which I will touch on in a second. So it's um, really confusing watching this case unravel. It's insane, and the charges mean something, and then they mean nothing, and then there's it just it's just back and forth. It's insane. It's still going on. Yeah. It's still it's still in the court system. Holy moly. Yeah. So you you watch the consistencies arise. Like everyone was on the Barnett side for so long because they were the only ones telling the story. Mm-hmm. And but they changed her age when she was either eight or twenty two. She didn't have any representation. She didn't have anyone in her corner. Nobody to help her understand what was happening, no matter her age. Yeah. You know, so and then, you know, the doctor that I said wrote the letter disputing her age Yeah, that they used in court to change her age. He was not an expert on her condition, which is like, I believe it's called like brittle bone syndrome, like slangly. Mm-hmm. So when they're, you're doing bone density tests, you have to understand the effects of that. Yeah. yeah. And he wasn't even her regular doctor. So even though there were... There was a test done in 2010, aging her around eight, So, which they still hired. They told her she was six. They told the Barnetts she was six. So the bone density tests are just approximations, yeah. basically. Approximations, no A. Um, and so they had another one done in 2012, estimating her to be around 11. So... Early on, they were pushing the narrative that the test in 2012 showed that she was 14 when it actually showed that she was 11, or the prediction that she was 11, yeah. the guesstimation, whatever you want to call it. So this feels to me like just misconstrued information seemingly on purpose by the Barnetts just to 
back up their claims. Kind mm-hmm. of. So yeah, lots of ages, lots of dates. Very freaking confusing. <laughs> Um, so a woman came forward claiming to be Natalia's biological mother. Um, she came forward with documentation showing that Natalia was, in fact, a child. She tells Daily Mail that she gave her up because she divorced her husband, Natalia's father, and could no longer take care of her with her condition. She says that the doctors told her that Natalia needed an $80,000 procedure. Whoa. Yeah, so it was in her best interest to put her up for adoption in America because an American family would be able to provide these funds, like for the surgery. Yeah. This thing. Other families within the U.S. Um, who also have adopted from the Ukraine came forward saying that the Ukrainian foster system, foster care system, is notorious for falsifying birth certificates. One mom uh, said that her son told her while he was there in the foster care system, they would age the unknown children. By comparing their heights to the kids who had legal birth certificates. And then they would mock up legal birth certificates. So the DePaul family ended up coming forward actually um, during the trial stating that there's no way Natalia was an adult. They had all all the paperwork showing her age and adoption papers and everything, even saying that she was losing teeth when they adopted her. And they also said that with her condition, there's no way that she could be able to try and push Christine into a fence. She just wouldn't have that kind of strength. They even said, like, if we tried to do that, like, it wouldn't end well. Yeah. It's just not possible. So like I mentioned earlier, the same courts that determined Natalia was legally an adult were also the same ones kind of trying to charge the Barnetts with neglecting a minor. So in 2019, they were facing two charges of neglect of a dependent. So the loophole is that, I don't know about other states, but in Indiana, you don't have to be a minor to be a dependent. So they were looking at like five years in prison each, like for these two specific charges. Yeah. So coming back around to the neglect of the surgeries that I mentioned earlier, in 2020, four more charges were brought about when it came to light that Natalia had a surgery calendar very specific provided by her doctor, a calendar that the Barnetts were very, very aware of but neglected to follow. Hmm. We know that they were aware of this because Natalia's school at the time had said that Michael presented them with the dates of needed surgeries and he even mentioned to them that he knew she was in pain if and when they were pushed back or postponed. So this shows clear neglect and that they knew without a doubt that she needed surgeries or she would suffer specific surgeries on specific dates. So from what I understand, these charges are dropped due to the statute of limitation no being five way. years. Yes. And it was... I don't know when they were brought about. I think maybe 2016. Nope, that wouldn't be five years. I don't know. I don't want to talk about things I don't know. So anyway, they were dropped because the statute of limitation also combined with her legal age because she wasn't a minor. Um, The prosecutors don't seem to be giving up, though. Like, it's been working its way back and forth, like appeals, denials, and finally um, the Supreme Court upholding the dropping of the charges like, blah, blah, blah. They upheld that they ran the statute of limitations out. So I'm really hoping that there are more steps that the prosecution can take and that they are still gathering info about the Barnetts 
because I literally was listening and I thought she was a criminal the whole time. Yeah, for sure. Until like I watched those videos and I saw her tell like her side and then you find out about the surgeries and everything. It's like they could have been making up all of this just to get out of it basically. Yeah, because they didn't want to pay for the surgeries. They wanted to go take their son to Canada. and Exactly. And it's kind of like, okay, well, couldn't she have gotten the surgeries in Canada? Couldn't she have gone with them? Yeah, like the... that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so I'm not sure the narrative behind that. And they legally adopted her, correct? So they yes. just took her over. They yes. just taken her over the border. Yes. No problem. Yes, 100%. Even though they legally adopt her and then change her age, it would just be like her being their 22-year-old daughter moving with them. Yeah. So what's the difference? So, um, but yeah, now, I mean, I kind of think she's a victim. Even, no matter her age. Yeah. Yeah, for I sure. really think she is. Christine did appear in court on May 19th for violating the gag order after making some Facebook posts about her legal team back in January. But, yeah, as of right now, neither Christine nor Michael are guilty of any crimes involving Natalia. Wow. Yes. Um, so the Dr. Phil interview is a really good watch. Um, go watch it for yourself and you can see Natalia tell her story and there's this one part where she like kind of starts crying and I was like, don't force a cry because I believe her. Yeah. But it kind of felt like she kind of forced a cry in there and I was like, don't do that. Like, I believe you, you know. Um, But she seems to be happy and thriving with the man's family. They back her up. They were there on the Dr. Phil show with her. Um, They seem to really care for her. They've been, she's been with them since like 2013, 2014. So I'd say they're pretty cemented in their beliefs about Natalia and her demeanor and her age. Yeah. If she was trying to kill anybody, she would have exactly tried to kill him already. Yeah. So the Barnett's had her for two years, two and a half years. And they've had her for eight. Wow. So, yeah. Um, Wild. Yeah. The story is really convoluted. Um, it was really, you really had to find the most recent article because all the earlier ones were very biased and one-sided um, and much of the facts changed throughout. So the time frame was uh, confusing and annoying. Um, so I have a couple other things that I want to kind of discuss with you guys, but I thought you might touch on them. So I'll ask you guys what you think first. I think um, that the, what are they, what are the Barnett's? Mm-hmm. I think they watched The Orphan and got the idea from That's The Orphan. That's on here. <laughs> the Orphan came out in 2009, one year before they adopted Natalia. Nat- yeah, Natalia. I thought I said her name wrong for a second. It kept autocorrecting to Natalie when I was writing yeah. the episode. Yeah, I think they just watched that yeah, movie. Yeah, it was that, that it's the same premise, and it came out one year before that. Maybe not even a full year. It came out in 2009. So. Was there money involved in the adoption was there was there some sort of compensation for them to actually adopt her? Um, I'm assuming there was some sort of like, no, not like social security because when you adopt, it's not like a foster home. It's I mean, it's disability. Your kid. They might maybe since she was adopted, they might have gotten some kind of kickback for her disability to help. But I really think it's not like fostering. I think it's like you take this on kind yeah. of thing. So I don't think there was a lot of financial motivation behind it. Right on. I, Cause I'm just having a hard time understanding why they would go and get her and then be like, Oh, well we just don't Attention. want her now. It yeah. kind of seems Attention, like at the think? beginning that 
they, they had good intentions. And I just think with their son developing the way he did and his like knowledge of physics and mathematics and everything, I think that they didn't know that that was going to excel to the level that it did. And then I think that they just they wanted to put their time into that. And then Natalia was just a problem almost like in their way. So and the mother wrote a book and was on TV shows about her son. Really? So, yeah, she wrote a book. I think it's called Spark. I don't know. That's kind of weird that she wrote a book. Exactly. Of- so it's just kind of like maybe like she wanted another another not prodigy, another project or something. Yeah. But then he got into this school in Canada and it just it just didn't work out maybe the way she planned. Ward White just suburban a theory. mom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. But to make up all those stories of like standing Terrible over the bed things, with knife right? and, well, and changing. And I mean, that's a that's a that had to be a, a daunting thing to go and have her birth date changed. Well, and, and another thing is, like Doctor Phil said, with her being in all those homes, she really could have a lot, a lot of trauma from that. Yeah, that for she's sure. just blocking out. She might have. She was. Let's say she was six or seven. She might have done some of that shit. And it might have just been like PTSD type. You know what I mean? Yeah. And especially at that young age, you wouldn't be like, I don't want this kid anymore. Especially if it was your birth child. You know that's her age. You would take them and you would get them into a psychologist and you would be consistent with that. And I don't think that – I think they were trying to get her – like put away maybe yeah like an asylum type of deal almost i'm just not sure i just think that they just didn't have that biological connection with her and they didn't want to deal with the issues she was a burden the issues she was having um, physical and mental well and i just think like they said she had pubic hair and started her period yeah which she was from the ukraine right yes well if you have darker hair, sometimes mm-hmm. you can get pubic hair earlier. And she was somewhere from like maybe six to eight years old. Yeah, that's not uncommon. No. That's not uncommon at all. Even having a period at that yeah. age is that uncommon. You can uncommon. get your period at like yeah. eight years old. It's early, but yeah. it's not uncommon. And if she already had all these disabilities, what? Just learning something new. Oh, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And the, the development of her body was obviously out of whack because of her disability. So that's also can contribute to stuff like that. And this all of the the um, the man said that when they tried to get her birth certificate changed back, that. Basically, the court said, you don't have enough. I don't have enough evidence to prove that she is the age that you say. And he said, well, it's the exact same evidence that you used to change Change her age to the age she legally is right now. So how can you do it one way and then not do it the other way? And I think it— Because they both—both sides have doctors saying, like, upholding both sides. Well, they they let this one happen. Yeah. So what's wrong with the credentials here on this side? Because they can't back it up. They can't— Right. You know— Right. They committed— Backpedal everything. Right. Well, and I, I think the birth mother coming forward, allegedly. Right. The birth mother, we need to run some tests on that. And I, I didn't find anything saying they that can there was DNA like DNA test testing. Her. Yeah. And see if these are correct. This is correct paperwork. Mm-hmm. And this is really her biological mother. Mm-hmm. I feel like that should be the, yeah, even the, the article, tell-all for everything. Even the article I read that was from March of this year, um, 
it just said like that her apparent biological mom came forward. Like it didn't mention anything about it was confirmed through DNA or anything like that. So that's still kind of kind of up in the air. But you look at the pictures, and they look very similar. Yes, they Hmm. do. Yeah. Other than that, I don't really. I can't really grasp onto anything in that. I mean, there's so it's so bizarre. It is. It is insanely bizarre, and it's like I said. It's he said, she said. This doctor said this. This doctor said this. It works on this side. It doesn't work on that side. And and the well, and the bone density test can't be accurate. She has a bone bone disease. Right. Right. So, but you did say they took her to therapy, right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, and she did say to that psychologist. But I think she was groomed. By Christine, oh, to because when she went off on her own, she was telling people she was twenty two. So she's told she's an eight year old girl. If if she's an eight year old girl being told you are twenty two and you need to tell people that you're twenty two, she's gonna tell people she's twenty two. Yeah, for real. You know, and just like the psychologist, if Christine was telling her you're eighteen, you're not seven or you're not eight, you're eighteen. What is she going to tell her psychologist when she asks her how old she is? My mom says I'm 18. Yeah. You know, it, right. it's so he said, she said. There's just no way. That's nuts. It is Well, and nuts. I think I think about, like, my son is nine. Mm-hmm. And he's advanced. But him living on his own, he could probably live on his own. And right. not be there, not be any problems. Right, it would be, it would. He would have, he would have some issues here and there, like not being able to use the stove. That's something Doctor Phil brought up too. How how would you be able to use a stove? And she's like, well, the Barnetts left me with food stuff they didn't eat, frozen, canned, whatever, and mostly used the microwave. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't use a stove or for a year. Oh, yeah. I could eat. Out and of she a said that for she had. She stamps. said her landlord. Like she didn't even get to go make gro- go to the grocery store and pick out groceries. Her landlord would take her to like a gas station convenience store, and that's Aww. where she bought all of her food. Yeah, that's really sad and expensive. Yeah, and yummy. Shut I'm up. Sorry. <laughs> Sodium, <laughs> but, but like yeah, toilet like, paper. Like, how does she get toilet paper? You can buy toilet paper at the gas station with food stamps. You can buy toilet paper with food stamps, can't you? I don't know. I don't Honestly, think I can. oh yeah, I don't know. Well, she did get a disability check. She was on social security too. How'd she check it? cash it how'd what do you mean how'd she cash it how'd she cash her disability check got a ride to the bank and presented her id saying she was fucking 20 whatever yeah i'm just saying like who took her the landlord i would the the only time she mentions getting rides is when he asks her about grocery shopping and she says my landlord would take me to the gas station every now and then. i'm assuming maybe her landlord on check day would take her to cash her check Take her to the gas station or, or convenience store so she could get her food. Mm-hmm. Maybe anything else she needed to do, and then she was home for the Wait, month. Wait, this was 2016? Yeah. Or Uber, right? You can Uber. I was thinking more about direct deposit. Oh, yeah. I guess it could be direct Which deposit. Which she just had a, a, a bank card. She, she could have just taken that. Mm-hmm. That's true. And the right. man's um, family said that w- she lived that whole year pretty much by herself the first year. 2013 to 2014. So <clears throat> they said that they think the um, Barnetts were kind of involved with her then, would check in on her, make sure she was doing okay and all that. And it's when she moved into that second, part, second apartment that they just, like, cut off contact. Wow. Yeah. So she was, you know, for lack of a better word, abandoned. 
So the Barnets, when they went to Canada, did they become Canadian citizens or they just lived in Canada? I think they probably had visas. Green card or visa. Yeah, yeah, visas for their son's education and it was probably temporary. But once you're in Canada for 180 days for whatever reason, you can get citizenship fairly easy in Canada. So they might have dual citizenship at this point. I don't know. I'm wondering what the health care, why they wouldn't, you know, if they were going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, $80,000 surgery, free? Okay. Yeah, exactly. If you become a citizen of Canada. Yeah, I'm really, like I said, yeah, I'm just not sure the narrative behind that. And that's also what makes you think they just didn't want to deal with it. You know, there's all these other options. So it's funky. Well, sometimes you get a puppy and you just don't like the puppy. No, you fucking love that puppy. And you keep that puppy. (laughs) <laughs> I can think of this happy, what is that, Billy Madison. It was the best puppy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, that's a, good, that's a great fucking you, movie. You know I love my puppy. Mm-hmm. He's the best. Um, Another thing is, like, I would like to hear some testimony from, like, the 30 fucking homes she was in before the Barnetts. There has got to be documentation on all these families. Why? Like, yeah. Why haven't we seen any interviews with any of them? What do they have to say about her demeanor and how she behaved and everything, you know? Well, and when did she come to the U.S.? When she was six? Are you really going to ask that kind of question, how old she was? Well, when she was six. (laughs) It was two years before she was – so 2008, she would have been either four or six because the Barnetts were told that she was six – but when they adopted her, she was seven, about to be eight, according to a birth certificate. And she went through 30 homes in like a year and a half? Yes. Hmm. 30 That's... foster homes. Hmm. That's trauma. That's like one every two weeks. Hmm. Yeah, but you stay with one for two days, another one for three. That's what I was saying, Dr. Phil was saying. Yeah. You can, it can be like that. It really do be like that sometimes. And who said that she went through 30 homes? Um, Christine, actually, the Barnetts, they were told that by the, whoever they adopted them from. Christine well, is that the one, makes, I think. I mean, was that, is that an actual thing that happened? I don't know if there's paperwork to back that up or if they're just using it because it helps them, even though it's said by Christine. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Like I said, this, you, the, even the facts aren't facts. Yeah. I mean, even the facts aren't facts. The doctors are bullshitting. The, they're reporting the wrong shit. It's like... Yeah, somebody's lying. Somebody's lying somewhere. More and than one on person both is sides. lying. Yeah, there's, there's some... This is convoluted. Um, also, well, that's not really worth mentioning. I was going to say, the doctors um, told the biological mom, another thing that they had said to her was that, like... Natalia would have had to be like chained to a bed for her life. What? Like what? What are the Ukrainian doctors doing over there in 2010? Or well, I guess she gave her up for adoption before that. But what? Yeah, I don't know. It, it was she was speaking Ukrainian. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, another maybe thing. confined to a bed for her whole life because she can't walk well. And it's, yeah, well, and like, it lost translated in through to chained. Yeah. But another thing is that um, the the Barnetts had a friend who could speak Ukrainian and that, that she just didn't understand a word of it and didn't, you know. Really? Yeah. Which that's kind of odd. But again, if she was 
four when she left. I know some four-year-olds that are like mutes, basically, which is odd, but I know a couple. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, know. I don't think this will ever get answered. I know. I have a headache. It won't. There's no way. the The only way would be if that biological mother is actually biological. It's proven through DNA, and then we can prove somehow that she's not lying for some reason. Yeah. Because there's no way to know that she's not lying for just her 15 minutes of fame or whatever. You know, or just to do right by her daughter that's actually 30. That and you know, it's just. There's no... Yeah, here's a better life for you, not in the Ukraine or whatever. Yeah, and maybe feels bad even though it was in 1989 and not 2003. I'm going to say it's 2003 because that's what my daughter's saying. Wild. Too much. It's too much. It's far too much. It's a lot. So I have a headache now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's the story. The very confusing... Story of Natalie Barnett-Natalia. Sorry. I knew I knew it was going to happen. I made it all the way to the end. <laughs> Natalia Barnett. And she still uses that name, Barnett. That's her legal name. Aw. Yeah. I'm wondering if they planned on changing it when they got her birth certificate changed, and that just hasn't happened yet. Yeah. You know? So. Before we end here, I'm going to give a quick shout-out to the other members of the Golden Mojo Network of podcasts. We've got Golden Image Podcast. Yay! We've got The Call Guys. Yay! Ring, ring. Ring, ring. And last but not least, we've got the United States of Paranormal. Yay! (laughs) Are you cold? (laughs) (laughs) He's a cold ghost. We got the cold. Um, Jeremy, do you want to give us a little promo for Golden Image? Golden Image, uh, yeah, you know, we just, we... Take adventures to tell you about our adventures, so you'll go take adventures. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty exciting. Yeah, so, if there are any places you want them to go, let yeah. them know. Shout out! You can uh, get me. Just you can send it to the Murderers Gmail. There you go. Heck yeah, we'll pass along the note. We don't mind at all. What's the promo for your restaurant? Just email yeah. us at murderers.gmail.com yeah. and I'll pass it on. Yep. To Jeremy, you can go try it. Or you know what? Do we we have a new email address. Uh, Golden Mojo ENT at gmail.com. ENT for entertainment. You know, ENT. Gotcha. Like ear, it. nose, and throat. Not ear, nose, and throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so email them there. Yeah, you've definitely. Got, you got email? a little shop? Oh, I got places for you to go. Yeah, I do too, actually. Okay. But you can email any of the podcasts on any of their so We're a big we family. We all talk, it's so true. we will yep. let each other know what's going on. That's true. So we know here at Murder Nerds, we take it down real low. So if you need to pick me up after a super deep episode, you can head on over to The Call Guys. Um, They are hosted by Gunner and Colton, who discuss movies, TV shows, and anything else pop culture. So if you still want to stay kind of down low and in the creepy side, uh, Jeremy and Alicia host a... (laughs) Paranormal show, the United States of Paranormal, um, along with our Texas partners, Logan, Matt, and Bose. So they go across America and tell tales of cryptids, um, hauntings, weird places, anything really scary and eerie. Um, from Yeah, spoopy from any state, right? You guys do any state across the yep, U.S.? all the states. Lucky bastards. Road tripping across <laughs> the U.S. of A. 
Um, so links and socials for all of these podcasts can be found within our show notes and our social media pages. Um, go support our small podcast network, please. The more support, the more we grow, and the better the content we can give to you guys. Do you have anything you want to tell us? Do you have a case you'd like us to research for a future episode? You can contact us at our email, which is murdnerds.com. <laughs> Murdnerds at gmail.com. That is correct. <laughs> um, Murdnerds.com actually is a thing that will be coming in the future. Oh, yeah. Oh, I totally forgot about all that. Yeah, it's happening. It's in the works. <laughs> Um, so you can also search for Murder Nerds, um, on all popular social media. We have all of the things. Um, if you'd rather be anonymous with your opinions, um, located in our bios on all of our socials, uh, there is a Linktree account. So you can click on the Linktree and find at the top a link to our survey page. It is completely anonymous, but Google knows everything. We all know that. Um, but while you're on our social media pages, you can find photos um, of maps and the people that we cover on, on every case and every episode. Don't forget to subscribe to us anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Um, if you're on Spotify or if you're an Apple listener, you can rate and review us within the app. So please do that. That really helps us. It is the easiest way to help support us. Um, it's also completely free, like Alicia mentions, in all of our episodes. She does such a good job. Thank you. This helps us move up in the charts and helps us get more bids for sponsors and ads and stuff like that. If you would like to help support the podcast monetarily, um, you can make monthly donations of $0.99, cents, $4.99, cents, or $9.99. So this helps us uh, get update our equipment, um, create new merch, uh, work with our licensing, and anything else that we need to make Murderds work. This is not a money-making thing for Alicia and Jeremy and I. We do this because we enjoy it and we have a lot of fun. And what we do takes a lot of time and energy. Just ask Jeremy. We. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Our emperor and um remover. We use our... By the way, my my new desk here that we just built, it does say emperor... Does it really? Here, yeah. Oh my gosh! And we're not allowed back there, so I'll never even see it. That's so funny. <laughs> um, so we do use our own money to fund everything that goes into all of our podcasts. So the small amount that we've been making off of um, ads and everything is going right back into the studio and into the podcasts to make them bigger and better for our listeners. So if you can show your support by pledging a donation each month. Or even purchasing some pretty awesome merch that we have available at our Murd Merch shop located within our social media. So you can find a link right in there. Um, right now, we have our three favorite contributors, Logan, Matt, and Bose over at the United States of Paranormal. Thank you, guys. Woo! Thank you <sighs> for supporting us. Yes, thank you guys for your help. Um, okay, uh, until next week. Stay safe out there. Bye. Bye.